I've been reflecting on Romans uh, chapter eight and six and other places lately, and I wanted to share a little bit, um, beginning in Romans eight, verse 20. You know, um, that for the creation was subjected to futility. Um, what's that talking about? The creation was subjected to futility. You know, I think this is referencing Genesis chapter three, you know, where um, when the humans, you know, were told in the garden to uh, eat, eat of everything, you know, but um, all the trees of the garden, but to not eat of the tree in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because on the day that they ate of it, they would surely die. They'd die for sure, right? And then they were seduced by the beauty of that tree, by the, you know, by the serpent who, who wanted to plant a bunch of doubt in their minds about God being good and trustworthy. And, you know, that's, that's something we're always attacked with, aren't we? That just the, the thought that I know best and that whatever I desire, you know, I find a way to justify, you know? Um, so the woman and the man, they eat of that tree um, that they were seduced, seduced to eat from. And then everything kind of fell apart because um, that relationship of trust was kind of broken where the woman and the man, they stopped trusting that God was good. And they started just living by their own means, just, just by their own wily ways. All of us, you know, we fall into that from time to time, don't we? Maybe every day a little bit. And, um, and that's what leads to death, according to scripture, because um, God says on the day that you eat of it, you're going to die. You're going to die for sure. Okay. And it didn't happen right on that day, but that's when um, the creation was actually sub subjected to futility by God, not as a punishment, but more as a consequence. Um, and it says until it was subjected in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Um, you know, God wants us to be freed from, um, you know, from the slavery that we come under because of our uh, lack of trust in God. We become enslaved to sin and to just doing things our own way. And God wants to free us and, uh, after, and, and also the creation stands to benefit. So um, anyway, I've just been thinking about this, the futility and the groaning of the creation um, that is really heading towards death. Um, you know, another scripture that's relevant is Romans 6, 23. It says for the wages of sin, uh, we might think the wages of sin are pleasure, right? Like uh, the wages of sin are just a really good high if we're a drug addict, right? Or, you know, uh, or a, maybe a long spree of being high if we're a meth addict, right? Or just being on a run and just being all tweaking away, you know, just feeling like we're all powerful, you know, or just chilling on the heroin or whatever, being all uh, relaxed and, or, you know, whatever the drug, our drug of choice does for us, we can think um, that the wages of, of just doing things our own way are just, are just the, the good life, life in the fast lane, or just 
you know, happiness, um, doing things my way. But what this says is that um, sin, the way sin pays us isn't by giving us joy, but it's actually death. It, it kills us, okay? It, so it lies, in other words. The serpent lies. When we listen to the serpent, then that's what leads to death. When we listen to God, that leads to life, abundant life, because God's the one who says, eat, eat of everything. You know, uh, God wants us to live abundant lives. In fact, that's what it says. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life, okay? <clears throat> like God doesn't pay us eternal life because we're righteous. Um, it's not like it's the a payment system, like, like you know, um, you practice your own way and that leads to the wages that you get paid are death. But, but God gives you eternal life as a, absolutely a, like a free gift um, in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so if we go back now to, uh, to Genesis, I mean, to Romans 8, you know, um, I want to talk about what it means to live according to that free gift of eternal life. Um, living by the free gift is living by the spirit. Okay. Because the spirit is a free gift. You know, we can, we can ask this God to just give us that gift of the Holy spirit. If we don't think that we've already been given it, you know, we can even ask to, for the gift and then put ourselves in a place of just receiving the gift. And look what it says earlier in Romans eight, it says, um, however, you are not of the flesh. Well, the first earlier, verse six, for the mindset on the flesh is death. Okay, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile towards God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God. Because it says, I know what's best. You know, we think we know what's best. We're so arrogant, aren't we? We're so proud. We're just, but we talk ourselves into just doing what we want. Because we just want what we want. And, um. But the wages of, of just doing things following the flesh is death. Um, and because we were not paying attention to what is the law, I mean, what, what the word of God, the word of God, see, because God is like a father in heaven who wants to show us the path. And, um, and it says, however, you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Well, does the spirit of God dwell in me? Uh, I hope so. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he doesn't belong to him. Uh-oh. Well, I don't want that to be the case. So I want to make sure tonight, in fact, that the spirit of God is dwelling in me in case I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about it. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but that's something we can actually become sure of, right? We can step into a greater confidence that the spirit of God is dwelling in us by just surrendering to the spirit. Um, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, okay, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, imagine that kind of a potent spirit that raised Jesus, his body that had been completely like hammered by, by literal hammers, you know, when nails were pounded in his hands and he was poked with a sword in his side and he was like a crown of thorns smashed on his head and he was whipped. His body was just shredded, you know? Um, 
and then then he died you know and he was buried and there were guards put around his grave so he was like really dead okay but the spirit raised him from the dead and uh if the spirit of him who raised christ jesus from the dead dwells in you what what, what do you think if he dwells in you then he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies through his Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Wow, I need that. I don't know about you, but wow, I need that spirit that raises Jesus from the dead to be in me, giving life to my mortal body. Because uh, man, do I ever feel mortal some of these days, you know? I don't know about you guys, but man, I, I feel mortal being in my 60s now. And... Um, it goes on. So then, brothers and sisters, we are not under obligation to the flesh to live according to the flesh. We're not forced to, okay? We can just say, you know, um, forget you, flesh. You know, I'm turning away from you, and I'm, I don't want to just go the way of death. I don't want the wages of following after you to be death. Forget that, man. Um, but if by the Spirit you give the death penalty or put to death, um, the deeds of the flesh, the deeds of the body, then you're going to live. Okay. For all who are being led by the spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. Being led by the spirit of God is what makes us um, actually practice our sonship, daughterhood, you know, being a child of, of the father of Jesus. And um, anyway, and that's what the creation is groaning about. It's waiting for the revelation of the sons and daughters of God. So I'm going to jump over to verse 21. So um, it says, For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Imagine that. All the creation is dying. Like, you know, this last week, we, hit, we saw a deer that was just dead on the side of the road. Last Sunday night after church, um, we found the dead carcass of this deer, and I went and like felt around to see if it was how long it had been dead. It was still a little warm, so I felt so sad just to let that thing rot. And so I ended up dragging it down, and I ended up butchering it. And uh, it was a bloody mess of a job. And we finished it like one in the morning last last Sunday, and. And, you know, when you're doing that, you really feel like, wow, the creation is groaning. You know, it's, it's like sub, sub, subjected to death. And, and you know, we, we live off of, of, off of that dead creation. You know, we eat um, and we drink and, you know, we, we survive. Um, you know, the world is groaning, isn't it? It says, for we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains Okay, do you guys see that? Do you ever feel like you're part of that creation that groans and suffers the pains? Some of you who've had babies, you know, women out there, have you suffered the pains of childbirth? I think so. You know, um, one of our uh, colleagues at Telenueva's wife um, um, just gave birth to a little baby up in, up in uh, Vancouver. And um, she was gonna have a C-section, but she ended up giving birth and uh, from what I hear, that's a lot. That's a very painful. That's a very painful process. But where do you suffer the pains, and where do you find yourself groaning? You know, I've been going to the hospital every day for this last week because my mom is um, 
has been dying. And uh, I've just watched her literally like groaning. I go in sometimes and she's fast asleep and her mouth is open and she's just groaning. You know, she's suffering. And, uh, and I see other people in their hospital beds. And, uh, you know, my mom's 91. And um, I see my dad trying to go and visit her and he's on his walker and he's groaning. And in the residential place where he lives with people that are all over 80, they're groaning, you know, but what about you as some of us are younger than that? Do you find yourself groaning? You know, like you find yourself just getting tired of just um, like you're pacing the cage of this world, you know, like it's, it's just getting to be, to be tiring and old and, and you, you feel like you're part of that. You're wearing out and, and you think about the world and you think of, you hear about global warming, which is a real problem. And you just see, uh, you hear about the extinction of species and you, uh, and you just hear about people from Central America that are, that are so poverty, poverty struck that they're making their way up here at great risk. Like a friend of mine, Guillermo, who, who used to run our coffee farm and he wanted to buy a four wheel drive truck. So he, he paid us a coyote who took him up into Mexico. Then he was caught by the Zetas and they held him as hostage and they were going to kill him, but he came up with $5,000 by selling his little coffee farm and his uh, motorcycle down in Honduras. And then they let him go and he, now he's back where he started from, but without a coffee farm and without a motorcycle. You know, the creation is groaning, you guys, everywhere, isn't it? And it's waiting for the revelation of the children of God. It's, 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 Creation itself will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons and daughters, the redemption of our body. Okay, for in hope we've been saved. And so, you know. Um, how do we exercise that um, freedom of being a child of God in this creation that's groaning? You know, one of the ways we do it is by le being led by the Spirit. You know, when we're led by the Spirit, the Spirit can, can encourage us to pray for someone, okay, for them to be healed. You know, Jesus exercised authority as a son of the Father by um, healing the sick around him. Okay, that didn't permanently solve the problem of them of, of their of their dying. Everyone Jesus healed died. Okay, but Jesus was a sign. He practiced uh, eternal life through his actions of healing and casting out evil spirits and calming the storms and um, cleansing people of leprosy. And um, you know we are invited to to exercise that same authority as sons and daughters of the father. And, um, and it's part of, um, it's the signs that, um, you know, that God has give, uh, given us of his spirit uh, in us. And, um, and when the spirit leads us, it leads us to life, uh, to breakthroughs in our life right here and now, okay? So I just wanna tell you, a little story of what happened this week that was really cool where the spirit was leading us um, 
into life. I was uh, trying to find a place for my mother in a nursing home. And uh, it was really hard because uh, with COVID and everything, a lot of the nursing homes are really strict and they, they don't want anyone to, to come in as visitors. And yet my mom was, is gonna, was gonna go into, is gonna go, has gone into hospice. And so we found one place that said, oh yeah, we'll take her. But uh, well, I said, what's your visiting policy? Well, one person can go for one hour every two weeks. And I was like, oh, that is ridiculous. You know, like my mom probably doesn't even have two weeks to live. And so I said, well, and they said, oh, well, if it's hospice and she's admitted, uh, then they have another, uh, there's more visits, but we can't tell you anything until after she's already here. Uh, but you can see her for one hour if you come right when the, uh, when the ambulance brings her into our facility. And so basically we were having to just maybe release her in, into this, this hospital room where, we, where no one had any guarantee they'd see her again. Yeah. So like, um, I was just praying and, um, and then Lisa, our friend here who's on the call, kept kind of texting us and calling because she knows a lot about elder care. And, and she said, hey, I'm in the hospital, um, at the hospital in the parking lot. I'm, if you want to talk, I'm here. So I thought, well, do I want to talk? I felt kind of emotional and raw and I kind of, something was pushing me. Yeah, go talk to Lisa. So I went back to where she was and Lisa just said, you know, I think you should go to Mira Vista. If it were my mom, I would send her there because they have a, a more gracious visiting policy. And um, anyway, we made this decision to just take her out of the sort of the, the best, the most luxurious uh, nursing home and put her in the one that's kind of the maybe the least desirable at least that's how that's what a lot of people think and but it's turned out to be the best place ever and it was uh, and my mom had a day yesterday where she was able to just talk with a lot of um, a lot of the family siblings I mean her kids and I just feel very grateful I feel like the Holy Spirit led us into life through Lisa and her her wise counsel and um and, you know, God wants to, to, you know, to guide us so that we can be agents of freedom and liberation, like, like Lisa was for us. God wants to guide you and me uh, to be able to offer hope, um, to be able to lay hands on someone and pray for them, um, to be able to listen to somebody who's suffering and show uh, care and solidarity, to be able to... Um, you know, just share our faith with someone and our reason for why we have hope. Um, I'm going to end with just one scripture where um, even when Jesus came back um, from having died and resurrected, the disciples were wondering, well, when is all this mess going to end? You know, when are we going to come into the, the total freedom of the children of God? You know, when is the kingdom going to be restored to Israel? That's what they asked in Acts chapter one. And, um, you know, and Jesus, you know, we are heading towards a, the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. You know, there's this promise of that the end of history will come when the, the Jerusalem, heavenly Jerusalem will, will come down. And, um, you know, her, heaven will come fully into earth. You know, and the prayer that we pray, uh, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven will take place. But, um, and the disciples wanted to know, is it now, Jesus, now that you're resurrected from the dead? And he says, it's not for you to know the times or the epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority. You know, um, 
In other words, nope, it's, we're going to keep on groaning for a while. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, Jesus says. Okay, so yeah, we groan, but we also receive the power of when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And you should be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth. And so that is our task, you guys, to be witnesses. Um, wherever God sends us, wherever the Holy Spirit guides us, and to, uh, and to be the, the free sons and daughters of the Father of Jesus, who exercise um, our authority uh, through offering to pray, through offering words of hope, through ordering evil spirits that afflict our kids and ourselves and people around us to just go to the feet of Jesus and leave us alone forever, you know, um, through sharing our, you know, meals with people through just walking alongside uh, people, showing honor to people that feel afflicted, feel downtrodden, whatever it is, right? Anyway, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you, um, you have us on a path of, um, of just freedom and that the, we want you, Holy Spirit, we want to welcome you um, to, to come into us. Um, the Spirit, um, Holy Spirit, that raised Jesus from the dead we ask that you would come into our bodies and that we would, um, we would receive your glory, uh, the glory of the weightiness of our, of our identity as your children, and that we'd be able to act um, in agreement with you through being led by the Spirit. Help us to notice how you're leading us this week and to be obedient and uh, help us to experience abundant life in the name of Jesus. Amen.